and welcome to Converse and Cocktails, where we talk, you engage, and we all get to drink. I'm your host, Lesoko Tlabi, and I'm ready to whine a little and laugh a lot, hopefully, with our guest. On today's episode, we have Ayabonga Ngoma. <laughs> in studio And we'll be discussing A range of things this, this started because I heard an interview Where you were on a radio station Talking about Your experience Being non-binary But I thought that's A bit limiting Even though it's like The least limiting thing Yeah I just yeah. wanted to talk about What it's like to live In your truth yeah. Especially if you've Lived a different way Your whole life And then suddenly You step into Who you are At a later age What that feels like What your experiences mm-hmm. Have been like Very personal story um, Stories yeah. So But before we get there What is your cocktail Of choice today And why Okay So my cocktail Of choice Is a margarita mm-hmm. I am obsessed With tequila I know that sounds like very... Um, Problematic. <laughs> <laughs> like, after this, we're going to 12 steps. No. <laughs> very coyote ugly. <laughs> but I just love... I'm a bitter, uh, sour. I love citrus mm-hmm. flavors. So I'll definitely... Like a margarita, um, paloma with a grapefruit. Those okay. are my go-tos. But today I thought margarita. Um, I just love them. Every I time. actually don't like tequila at all. Like, I, I, it takes me a lot to drink a tequila, a oh, shot. Don't we? Oh, we, no, no, you always I'm have a Jager the Jager. Girl. I'm a Jager girl through and through. But <laughs> I strangely like margaritas. I think this is what we were talking about earlier when I said I don't like banana, oh but I like God. banana bread. So <laughs> Don't like apple, but I love guacamole. Exactly. <laughs> that one's worse because it's like literally the same it's thing. It's so crazy. <laughs> but but I, sure. I like this drink. Okay. Um, I don't like it when they salt room it, so I'm glad this came without because... Sure. Why is it salt in my drink? It's the whole experience. I know, but you know, cocktail, I just want to drink. I don't want an experience. <laughs> like, the experience comes after you drink. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. so I obviously brought you into studio today because I am fascinated by you. Uh, just as a person, we've been friends for like, I don't even want to count the years because I'm I not don't sure. Know. I, I want to say 12 a minute. to 15. It's a lot. It's a, it's lot, a lot. A long, long a lot. time. Yeah. Um, and obviously in the beginning of our friendship, you know, non-binary wasn't a term. No. I don't even think it was a term that existed properly in our lexicon it, at least. Yeah. And that wasn't, you know, something that I think you identified as at the mm-hmm. time. So before we begin, I, do, I don't want to be pedestrian and be like, what does it mean? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. there might be some people who are listening and yeah, they don't get it. So to you or to, you know, just in definitions terms. Yeah. What is being non-binary? So I would say maybe the most simplest form, because people understand the gender binary. There's a term called gender binary, mm-hmm. which, as we understand, it's male and female. And um, what non-binary says, or um, gender queer, it's very similar. Non-conform, gender non-conforming. Mm-hmm. Those same sort of terms. What they, what it says is that um, you're neither male or female. You're outside of the gender binary, yeah. so you're non-binary. It could literally be anything yeah. but those two things. Okay, and weird where I thought it was almost being both, like before I got sure. to understand through you actually. Yeah. Um I thought it was like you're you're literally both. Yeah. But you're none. Right. <laughs> and maybe even both at the same time because it actually appears for diff- in different ways for different people. Absolutely. I remember watching I told you earlier I was watching a podcast where somebody was talking about their experience being non-binary that it doesn't exist. She still Identifies, and I say she because she said, I'm still a black woman, yeah, but I'm also non binary, and that exists that can exist together, yeah, and it can and it cannot, and it can, yeah, and it no, it's so it's so (laughs) wild, and it's so even when I sort of first discovered it, it was just I just went into a rabbit hole of just like, oh, this okay, cool, I got that, and then it was like, oh, no, no, not not that that at all, and like it's so interesting because, like, obviously, being part of the LGBT 
LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. community. People assume that because you're in the community, you completely understand yeah. all of the letters, yeah. all of the sub subcultures mm-hmm. even, let alone, you know, because non-binary actually falls under the transgender um, umbrella. umbrella. Yeah. Because trans, obviously, if you think about it, it divorces the sort of assigned mm-hmm. gender and you take on whatever you feel you are. Yeah. And when you think of non-binary, it is a full-on choice to say, I'm not male, I'm not female. Um, clothes are not a definition mm. of my existence and my expression. So it just like, it kind of just, yeah. Ultimately for me, I just think it just elevates the person I am and my, my spiritual sort of purpose. That's, it's wild. but it's, I feel has, like you're going to drop some gems. I'm already ah! getting goosebumps. I'm like two minutes in. <laughs> We're already on our Oprah moment. My gosh. So for you, I, when did, I don't want to also, like like I said, focus on it as an academic term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really want to speak about your experiences because mm. I feel like through speaking about our own experiences, people can relate more that way than yes. if I sat here and I was like... You know, lecture it to us. Yes. Um, but yes. when you said, you know, when you finally understood that that yes. was who you were, yes. when was that moment and what did it look like? It's so crazy. First thing I want to say is that the spirit always knows. Mm. One. So I was in Kenya. I was in Kenya for a wedding, a gay wedding. Also, isn't Kenya, I mean, is it, is it homophobic? I feel like Girl, do they don't have the laws there. Oh, <laughs> the, the laws. <laughs> Thick. <laughs> y'all were like, fuck y'all. No, so yeah. Um a friend decided to get married to their partner, mm-hmm. uh, both women, and it was just covert affairs. Mm-hmm. It was just the most exciting and most terrifying thing I've ever like had to be a part of. <laughs> because even in the house we were staying at <laughs> I kind of was just like, oh god, are they gonna be like, oh, who are all these fairies here? <laughs> and we were all like I want to say like 80% of the people were like gay, gay, adjacent, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But to get back to the story, there was a couple that identified as Mm non-binary and their pronouns were they, them. Never in my life. And At that time, what did you identify as or had you even found an identity? So in terms of gender expression, absolutely not because I never thought of gender like mm. that. I always just thought within the binary. I thought I'm a boy because I was born a boy, mm-hmm. even though I like to do girly things. But also sexuality wise, I'm gay and I'm into men. Mm-hmm. But I never thought of it at like wanting to be a woman or yeah. I, I always felt ostracized by masculinity mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, society kind of hates feminine. Yeah, for sure. You know, when for you really sure. think about it. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of just being in this between of just like, okay, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, that I always understood, but okay. I kept that to myself. And the gay thing made more sense because it was way more in media, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of the sort of slurs of stabane, the F word. And all of the stuff that was what was I knew. Yeah. So sexuality was the main thing of my identity, even though it's not. It kind of becomes that. Yeah. Where gayness is like who you are 
in a way that people kind of see, mm. you know, and I don't see myself. I see myself as Ayabonga, but obviously there's so much complexities. So also people always want you to have an identity exactly. and like label yourself. And label Sometimes yourself. you just don't have one and Babe. you don't feel like any of them quite fit and maybe all of them fit. But people are like, no, which one? Choose a letter. Exactly. You got you to <laughs> pick, pick and be. Exactly. Um, it was like the banana questionnaire. Like, did you see me hesitate or like stress out? <laughs> so just for context, uh, the producer had asked, Aya, if you could change, just for a mic test, uh, yeah. if you could change the color of a fruit, which would it be and why? And the answer was, you know, a banana and I'd make it purple like, why are you it's not a test like, I was like, oh. there's no <laughs> it's okay if you say all the colors none of the colors yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like stuff like that so at this wedding we're running around cool highly illegal there's a certain amount of time that we have to even have the ceremony down at the beach in Kalifi, kenya and yeah so that happens but yeah i meet this couple i can't remember their names and they were sort of assigned female in terms of, you know, the binary, mm-hmm. but they identified as non-binary and used they, them pronouns. And I'd never heard of that or also seen women, you know, the one um, partner had their leg hairs on mm-hmm. and like armpit hair and a bit of a, you know, just not what you yeah. see when you see someone who's like assigned female. Mm. So that really like already was like in my head now and I was thinking about it and I was just like what is this non-binary and are they them like what so yeah coming back from Kenya I remember just delving into it and just really wanting to understand what it meant and when I first sort of caught on and also saw the words Mm. because like language is probably you know the most important and powerful tool for self-discovery for self-expression all of those things it's not the most important but I was like, oh my God, this is me. Mm. Because I think back to my child self who was parading around in my mother's clothes and her heels. I wasn't like, oh, I'm performing being, I don't know what. You know what I mean? I was just like, this is great. I love this. Nice textures of the fabrics. You know, like Mm. it was just that simple when I think about it. And when um, sort of this idea of being outside of the binary was presented to me, uh, it instantly just snapped and it made so much sense and it honestly changed my life in a way that I can't even explain Mm. to just walk out as I am and not have to like worry about and even like the clothes comment I made earlier and just to be like this is literally material (laughs) you know what I mean and make that kind of definition for myself and also understanding of myself of how like absurd everything really Mm. is but also how different things mean different things in different cultures and different countries. So we place so much emphasis on this being masculine and this being feminine yeah. when just go to Durban and skirts are suddenly masculine and yeah. this is suddenly and it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. what if it is like that, then there isn't actually a binary in clothing. And yet we make it that way. Yeah. Um Absolutely. Yeah. I so mean, when was when was this all happening for you? And and again, when you finally discovered that for yourself how long did it take for you to maybe then tell the first person or walk in your truth or come out if if that's the term yeah i think it is the term i think what i discovered in that is that you actually never stop coming out Mm. because it's been defined as this thing that you have to say yeah the the thing that you are Mm. or whatever you just don't stop because even with that discovery i felt like i have to tell 
like my friends mm. also just so they know more of me because now i know more of me um even though i was new yeah you know but that's um, why you said the language thing is so important no matter what so we important. say like just having being able to describe yourself yeah kind of gives you yourself exactly it really does and this was around 2017 oh i know now, now yesterday okay yeah <laughs> no exactly that's wow, okay. like the crazy thing about it someone would probably look at me and probably think oh my god yes you know it's, no it's just like it was just now that i sort of found this identity and fully kind of slowly started living it because mm. it, it's just terrifying also to know something that you were sort of tormented and bullied for when you were younger mm -hmm. and then being an adult and be like, I want to do that same thing, but like, am I going to be, is this, am I going to be okay? Because mm. it already is just so much violence against the feminine. When I'm dressed like in masculine, oh, whatever. I just look, you know, look like a boy, walk, the whole thing. Yeah. But as soon as there's just that little bit of feminine, it's then the heads are turning mm. and there's certain aggression towards it because I don't know, for whatever reason, people get mad. Yeah. I did see a, and I don't know if it was a podcast, but a video on on Instagram where somebody was talking about their experience yeah. um, with non-binary, with being non-binary, but saying that like the fear and the aggression actually comes from the fear of of then having to look inwards and actually realize that right. everybody kind of is on a spectrum all Absolutely. the time and that you are rejecting that which maybe you're struggling with yeah. or that somebody living in their truth so loudly goes against you because you're living such a lie so, so loudly. Exactly. Or not even a lie, are just so afraid to step out of whatever square has mm. been created. You know, some people get really mad when you're just like, how dare you live out loud yeah, like this? Not that I want to do that, but I could expand myself mm. a bit more. You know what I mean? So I think in the early times of sort of this discovery, I remember buying this sort of lace top mm -hmm. and it was, I bought it from ASOS or something. But it was stunning. You got money. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you rich. I got rich no, friends. No, you know what? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry. I, <laughs> We're no, back. No, no, no. We're back. Um, <laughs> no, with ASOS, they were just so ahead. Mm. Obviously, it's like... For anyone who doesn't know, ASOS is like a UK-based um, clothing company. It's all online. I don't think they have physical stores no. even. And their male clothing, male, in inverted commas, is so gender fluid. Mm. It's like you get sequined this, you get lace, you get silky like you know and I remember finding that and I was like oh my god and I bought like you know just the most fabulous things from there and one of them was this white lace see-through top that took me months to wear and this was around the time gay um gay day and wow great day <laughs> <laughs> on Saturdays I guess <laughs> great day and on Saturdays was um you know, same-sex Saturday vibes. And I've just been like, I really want to wear this, but I'm so terrified. Because it's so different to mm. how I'd ever sort of presented or expressed myself. And it literally lived in the back of my closet. And one day, I don't even know what, where I got the courage to even do it. And I was just like, I'm going in. Just like raw. I'm going in and whatever will be, will be. Mm. And 
A, it's those moments that show you who you are. And B, you also realize that... Overthinking Anonymous. Overthinking. 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 Did you say overthinking Anonymous? Yeah. I did. <laughs> because I'm literally a member. Like, oh, yeah, no, same. my gosh. Yeah. And then you're like, this is not, this is not that big a deal to anyone else. Some people just don't even care. Like at all. <laughs> oh, guys, my top, did you see it? Did you see it? Uh, yeah. I've been like holding on to this for months thinking that, I don't know. So I wear it. I get in my Uber. I go and... It was the most incredible thing. Oh, my God. I'm even getting, like, a little emo thinking about it. But, A, friends are just like, hey, hey, whatever. No big deal. <laughs> then I'm um, in that courtyard, and this girl, I'll never forget this. Mm-hmm. She literally cuts across, like, the whole crowd, comes to me, and she says, you look so beautiful. Oh. She lit. Oh God! <laughs> she said, "You look so beautiful." She took off a ban- bangle. It was like a beaded, um, sort of debele red mm. bangle, bangle, and put it on my arm. And she's like, "I want you to have this. You look so beautiful. Stay shining." I've never looked back. Do you even remember who she is? This fairy godmother? Absolutely not. And that's why I'm just like, Sana, the spirit and. <sighs> We're just some people are just sent and placed in your life, mm. and even if it's literally for like five minutes, mm. just to be like, absolutely, babe, I see you, <laughs> I see you, and so does the universe, and so does you know, and it doesn't have to be for everybody's taste, yeah, not you. <laughs> <laughs> you cry? I cry in like so many episodes, I, I just know. don't like whale. <laughs> I, I just think that's ah, uh, like goosebumps. No, it it. And I haven't spoken about it in so long And it's like caught me again As another reminder Because like sometimes you forget those mm. things And you get in your head a little bit But it's just like You don't have to be palatable to everybody exactly. But like There may be a handful who just think that you know, And you just existing So for me yeah. It's like Sometimes You know And that's why I was wanted this episode To be about your journey mm. um, Because I feel like just the theme of mm. stepping into your truth and mm. living out loud and being honest about who you are to yourself mm. um, just resonates with everybody. Mm. Because, I mean, even for me, it's not on a, a gender basis um, or a sexuality basis, but there have been a lot of times where even something as small as doing a podcast or putting myself out there felt like, mm, girl, no, what if you get... What if this is not the right thing? What if people don't accept it? What if? And I know I'm not trying to compare this to to your journey, but I just <laughs> you know, like coming no. out on binary and being on radio. But just the thing of no, stepping in and it. taking yeah. up space and being like, you know what, this is this is an expression of who I am, mm. and people are going to like it and they're not going to like it, but you like it, and exactly. and people will see it exactly. And that's honestly the kind of universal story that I feel in my existence. It just so happens that there are all of these other factors mm. that sort of, you know, put it in centerfold of so much stuff. But ultimately, when I think about it, even, I mean, you listened to the radio interview and she asked me, you know, what's a takeaway for yeah. non-binary day that you want? And I was just like, just have the respect. Mm. And if you're curious, ask the questions and show compassion. But um when you shut something down because you don't get it, you rob yourself. Ultimately, mm. you really, that's how I see it. You really rob yourself of the expansion that you're ultimately here for. And even to what you're saying, I love it because you can 
directly draw those parallels. Yeah. It's like we're all kind of in our head and we're, it's terrifying to be here. <laughs> but it's terrifying to be here as yourself. As, as your, thank Jesus. you. As yourself, you know. And yeah, so I appreciate that. Absolutely. I mean, I love that you made this about sort of, you know, stepping out, you know, into yourself and mm. kind of using... Because I want everyone to be able to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Not your phone. How unprofessional. I put it on mute, but there's an alarm. (laughs) It's fine. Do you remember where you were? I'm definitely keeping that in. No, Uh, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I need them to see. Anyway, for those okay. listening, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's very important to try get a topic that it doesn't matter if it applies to everyone or not, but there's moments and there's yeah. there's conversations and parts of the conversation that people can say, I don't identify with this part of the conversation, but the part of being so scared to just be mm-hmm. me or the part of not knowing who I am or discovering mm-hmm. that later in life is, yeah. I think, resonates with everyone, yeah. no matter what, no matter who you are. Yeah. Um, so when you... You know, came into yourself and you were like, okay, this is who I am. Mm. Um, I have the lexicon for it. I have the language for it. Mm. I've told my friends. Was there a moment where you told family and what was that experience like? No, I don't think so. To be fair, I think I had, and I probably do this with my family, (laughs) is to kind of give them as much information as they can handle Mm -hmm. because being sort of the middle child and being gay and all of the stuff, I always remember feeling like I don't want to put too much yeah. on them. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but like I was like, I don't want to do too much. So when I got to the gay thing, I mean, even that took just to kind of uh, tell. I think I was in a trick when I sort of came out to my mother who like was just like, nope. And I was like, I'll try again in a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, shove let me try the church thing. Anyway, try it again. But anyway, so it was kind of just having that understanding of like who my family is. Mm. The references, like even when with Utahda, I remember telling him about something that I was doing and mentioned, I was just like, this, this, that, queer. And he was like, Hindoni queer. <laughs> <laughs> and in my head, I was like, this is why I'm not going to be like, I'm gender non-conforming. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a man (laughs) I took you to the mountains what are you talking about you know so there was just certain things where I was just like this identity is for myself Mm -hmm. Um, the expression is for myself and I think it also took a while to go home as that person in a weird way with you know I remember going down I had my hair blonde I had my toenails were blue and I was just like prior to that I'd always not put on nails or not done anything when I go home Mm -hmm. if I was going to Eastern Cape I kept it I think even vanilla is sweet I kept (laughs) (laughs) I kept it sand I kept it beige (laughs) I kept it hey I'm here I want to see how you guys are whatever and not have myself be a conversation or to like embarrass them like mm. that was always like a thing but then I was just like there's no way that I have like this life in Johannesburg and I express myself like this and I completely rob my family of this like language aside of the terms it was just like you know I'm a man or whatever it is but 
These toes gonna be painted. Uh, these toes gonna be painted, Haiti. <laughs> Mediterranean blue. What you know about that? Azure. <laughs> Azure. <laughs> exactly. And then also that not even a thing sitting there chatting my dad about music and that was our, like our connection mm. and it just again enforced in me it's just like just be who you are that's kind of the whole point yeah all of the surface stuff yeah you know it can look cute whatever but like i was just like my relationship with my dad is getting stronger and it was just so great um so yeah i haven't like fully been like oh i'm non-binary because it was just be an endless sort of chat but i think for me the choice was just like undying the hair and removing the nails when you go home just mm -hmm. completely be that person if there's a conversation to be around that we'll have it but yeah. sometimes it's also just not needed it's just not needed sometimes honestly oh, this is <laughs> stop I can't uh, okay let's talk about you and um, you know in the workplace because for me also yeah. I just I can't I remember talking to one of my friends he identifies as gay um, and he was just talking about how identifies as gay he's gay um, <laughs> he was just talking about how it's so horrible to be in this working um, space where every day the colleagues will be like oh my god did you see that chick's ass did you see oh, oh tandis what what no, no. and wanting to have like group chats with the jitas about like the ladies at work or just like going for lunches and he was like I don't want to come out at work because I've heard how macho these people present and what that could mean here but at the same time I want to because it kind of feels like harassment at this point when I yeah. have to deal with things where they don't know it and they keep yeah. You know, or if a gay person walks past, they're like, you're, you know, like throwing Ooh, slurs or whatever it is. And it's like, shit, now you have to come out the closet again at work. Absolutely. How was that experience for you? Is that even a, something that you dealt with? Or again, is it just like, I'm going to show up at work how I show up and they'll catch on? Oh, no, it was a total thing. In the way that I said earlier, you don't stop coming out. Mm. What a fucking tiring thing. Can Isn't society just so catch up? Like, can people just be who they are, show uh, up as they are, and then it's like, oh, okay, cool, and we move and on. And then you do with that. Maybe the emotional turmoil of having to come out, I can't guys. even imagine. Because now, and sometimes people even like test you when they think, but they don't know. Mm. So they kind of just do things, and you're just like, oh, is this what you're doing? <laughs> Is this is this are these are choices you they, want to make? Or forcing people out like oh you 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 know you are. Oh we were waiting. And, uh, we're, we're, we've been we're, waiting. Yeah. What do you get when you win what do you win? Well done. Like cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was and it, it it all goes to your own comfortability. Mm. Because you really have to take up that space. I remember like I'll I'll sort of align it to just the race thing. Mm. I remember girl. <laughs> going to like you know same as you um, obviously not as fancy but going to like what? ASOS <laughs> okay ASOS <laughs> ah, yeah. oh god um, going to like you know all white school and just being in those environments and never understanding what microaggressions mm. were and all of those little things and then being in varsity and it was just like I remember this one guy was just like I had come out at that point and it's just like, oh, you're black and gay, you know? How, like, and D you see homicide. how people, yeah, double homicide. <laughs> like, it's just like this really horrible yeah. negative thing to even be. Mm. And you're just like, oh, this is wild. Okay. And you let people say those things to you. I remember, I don't even know what I said to that guy. I think I just was just like, yeah, just constantly. And, when I sort of stepped in myself and just be like, oh no, 
nobody says these things are I've let them happen for so long that there's just no way yeah. so I think with that person obviously it's it's gonna be whatever it is and they're gonna have a breaking point mm. because it's like they just assume and that's just it you know it's a heteronormativity it's just like a disease mm. it's you know it's just oh, yes, child. <laughs> yes listen it's just like oh yeah that's it and then then you kind of have to figure out it's like no 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 no, no. we're all kind of in the same ocean mm. But yeah, so for me at work, it just started, I remember I was wearing like ties at work because <laughs> I had this idea of what corporate was. I watched too yeah. much television. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I moved to Joburg, first job, I was wearing ties and I was just like, whatever. That was kind of the vibe. I never thought too much about the, the sort of the sexuality thing. Mm. Also for context... I as an engineer. Oh. Uh, fuck, we should have dropped that in somewhere. Like, oh yeah, probably. people might assume work is anything. You know, uh, oh, it's a creative. No, they are an engineer and uh, very. You know, I can't, that's the suit and tie world, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I've never, I've never been to like. I'm not an engineer. I'm the opposite. So, but I assume yeah. that's the world we're talking about. It is, and in engineering, um, it's not even a thing to be a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, oh I think I dropped it like the second week. I was just like, I feel so ridiculous. <laughs> These people are out here fucking Billabong t shirts. <laughs> I was like, oh, not this. Okay, let me scale it down. <laughs> and then it was just like button ups and stuff. <laughs> so, um, um, with your briefcase, it was like, uh, babes, what's going on? Who do you think you are? <laughs> this is not Mad Men chat. <laughs> DM me and tell me which future guest I should be having a convo with while we sip our cocktails. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy your drink. Yeah, anyway. So that was kind of, and there wasn't, it wasn't such a big thing, but I always kind of felt the whispers. Mm. This sort of like, hmm, he's a little fruity. And then with the colleagues, you make you you make friends. I remember, like when I first moved to Joburg, a lot of my friendships I got were colleagues, really, because we were all from outside, okay. weirdly enough, like people from Durban, PE, Kamecha, now, um, everywhere, except like here. Yeah. So we were all outsiders, and we just all kind of clung to each other because mm. it was a graduate program. It was that vibe. So when I eventually sort of got close enough to some people, I was just like, listen. You know, I'm gay. And obviously the usual, duh. Yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when it goes to sort of the non-binary discovery and the gender expression stuff and sort of the ex- exterior yeah. stuff where now I'm like casual Fridays, the nails. I remember, oh, my God. If my manager listens to this, what else? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't check if they follow what up. No, I, mean, <laughs> I remember him. I was wearing, and they were literally navy. These navy Nike um, sneakers that were polka dots, mm-hmm. but the polka dots were white, so it was navy and white. Yeah. And he was like, oh, those are so colorful. <laughs> and I was like, it's literally navy and white. <laughs> But you know, people get so uncomfortable and kind mm. of like, because to him, I guess it's like funky fresh or whatever the <laughs> hell he saw. Funky fresh. It's so interesting how people sort of perceive stuff and like, 
let my nails happen. You know, I'd paint my nails and go to work because I was just like, whatever, I'm here to like engineer. <laughs> <laughs> so I just doesn't matter. And to what to my point of saying, um, when you get to that comfortable point, I swear it just doesn't matter what mm. anybody thinks. And I got to that point where I was just like, say what you want to say, and I'm going to tell you about me and maybe why I put on blue nails because I was just like oh I was in Lebanon two months ago and I just love the Mediterranean vibe because that's all it is that's all I think in my head but externally it's just always something you know so so yeah I, I think with work it eventually just got to a point where I even got comfortable enough in myself and my own expression that I knew that I was damn good engineer that you know everything else was just not the thing yeah yeah so I want to speak about um, intersectionality for a minute because I think some of the things that people don't understand is like as much hate as black people face or women or there's an extra layer for if you are genderqueer or if you are, you know, uh, homosexual or whatever it is. Uh, sorry, I think I said a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the main thing is, um, yeah, I just feel like people don't understand how homophobic, uh, queerphobic black people are. Right. Um, and I'm sure there's also, I mean, there's also intersectionality in the in the queer community because then there's racism and Honey, then there's, oh, yeah. we can break it down and down and down and down but because I think my audience is mainly and maybe only black (laughs) (laughs) um, I just want to speak about that like what have been your experiences just because you even said when you said I took an Uber and you said you'd bought that shirt I was like did you have that feeling you know what's so crazy I didn't want to I didn't want to segue off because I wouldn't find my way back to the story (laughs) but that's still something I like fully live with and fear Mm. till this day I was actually having a chat with my Uber driver about it two weeks ago, going to Vogue Nights, mm-hmm. which is a ball. Are you telling me? For, for your listeners. <laughs> the ball that I, I'm obsessed with? Like. No, I know. I know, I know, I know. But yeah, I go to the ball, had my blonde wig on, my platform stilettos, um, cute little suit. And I always order Uber Blacks mm. when I dress that overtly feminine because I remember being at at the back of I mean not to say you know Uber X's are like you know driven by well I mean there is a level of professionalism with the Uber Blacks they have to have a certain amount of years they have to have a certain so it's not just the car it's also the driver it's also the driver absolutely so you know I remember being going into town in an Uber X and literally was like a man as old as my dad who called he sees a metro, a female metro cop and he's just literally called her uh, Isfebe. And I remember just being like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> because if you can do that mm. and you think like that, it's just like, I'm not saying a damn thing to you. I, I, I just need to get to where I'm going. Mm. So anyway, with the, with the Uber Black, the whole combo was around that. And he said the same thing that you're saying. He was just like, yeah, obviously with Blacks, there is the professionalism. <laughs> Uber Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> oh, these slips, <laughs> Margarita. Listen, I was gonna be like, "Ooh, that line." The blacks are the professional. Li- <laughs> I was like, "Okay, let me take that for cows." <laughs> no, um, he was just like, "Yeah, there is a level of professionalism," and funny enough, later he was just like, "No, I'm cool with 
guys and gay guys, but like when they start wanting to be women, that's when I'm like, and I'm like, oh, oh yay, stop the buzz. Yo, I thought we were having such a good chat, <laughs> but there you are. What do you think I'm doing here in like a fur, looking like I'm fucking God knows where? And do you think I want to be a woman? Mm. Like, what is your understanding of it? And I literally, it's so crazy. We got to the venue. And we stopped and carried on chatting for like 10 more minutes, oh, wow. which was nice because I was like, you know what? I will give this guy some time yeah. because he's genuinely, even though he made that comment, I was just like, where is that coming from? Because, mm. you know. Because um, also there's so many people who have those things where it's like, oh, I'm okay with this, but not with this. Exactly. I'm okay with, why is there, why? Either Thank you're okay you. or you're not, honestly. And why do you need to be okay? Why? <laughs> Thank you. And I said to him, I was just like, okay, God. <laughs> <laughs> Drop me off in Bethlehem. I was like, okay, God. And he burst out laughing. And I'm just like, look, whether you're okay or not, we're here. It doesn't fucking matter. It just doesn't matter. We're trying to just like, you know, go kiki and do all this sort of stuff. And it's just like weird when people have this like thing of what is and what shouldn't Mm. and what, and that's all What the limit is, the level. What the limit is. I hate limits for other people you should limit mm. yourself <laughs> yeah with your mouth <laughs> and be okay limit with that mouth. exactly <laughs> so yeah i think the intersectionality it's a it's a it's such a hard run because black people as a whole probably don't like hearing stuff mm. like that but it's just such a thing especially me like being closer and having gone through initiation all of those things where masculinity is literally gold mm. And so when it comes to the idea of like sleeping with another man or like putting on lashes or all this sort of feminine stuff, it starts getting weird. And even with women, mm. like I always say this, I'm just like, baby girl, black woman, probably the most homophobic. Oh, for sure. Listen. For sure. It's and like, it starts, there's different levels because yeah. it also starts with, I guess, the thing of, I want a gay best friend. Uh, I love gay people and they love me. Um, yes, child. Da, da, da. And I'm like, that, that thing that you think is cute or that you think is accepting is super homophobic. It's, it's like if a white man comes and he's like, hey, my sister. Oh! You know you're going to switch it off quickly. So why do you do that there? Right. And then the overt homophobia of my son can't be or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I used to struggle with that because I was like, no, guys, it's the men. They're worse. And I'm part of this group. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, no, fuck. Black women are homophobic as hell. You're hell, hell. So the, look, dare I say, the upkeepers of patriarchy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, I'll take it to Insecure. I remember that. Do you remember that? Do you watch Insecure? I watched the first two seasons and oh, then I, I got <laughs> and then I got tired. Tired of what? Of the show. Mm. I didn't enjoy season three, but I heard season four was better. So I should have <laughs> I should have stuck it through, but I just I gave up. I think it was that that what Molly you know, oh, I, it, just say what you want to say. I, sure. I, so I didn't come okay. here for insecure. <laughs> she hates Issa Rae, it's out. Um <laughs> Celebrity beef. <laughs> um, so insecure. There was this case where Molly. Also, I love Issa. I'm sorry. I really want to work with her one day. So I need to... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Need to I'm that. kidding. I love you, Issa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, on the episode, or maybe a few episodes, Molly was dating this guy, mm. and they were kind of talking about like past hookups or situations and the guys she was seeing mentioned like a sort of sexual experience with a man mm. in high school did she not Oof. block Ima 
switch off the whole thing and I was just like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nazo. There's because this comedian in America. I forgot her name. I think it's like Jess. She's like a, these ones who make skits and stuff, but she also has a podcast. And one of the questions she asked to her panel, which was like, I think another woman and a man, was, would you date a bisexual man? I think it was. Do you know how many days I spent in those comments? Back and forth with Americans, just like you can say it's a preference, but you must also acknowledge your preference is homophobic. Ho- Don't just you. say because why? No, because like you know they're women or they're not as masculine. I'm like it will win because mm-hmm. a lot of times you will have dated and not known exactly. So it's the knowing part. It's the knowing and your own discomfort with like a man sort of maybe in your head being feminized. But what um, does that even mean? That to them, it's just like. I want a man to be a man, man. It's that whole thing. It's just such a basic thing because I mean, so you can have basic. a man, the man, and whatever you so think basic. that means. Exactly. And still have a bisexual man. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. The whole thing is like the relationship you have with the person. Yeah. And hopefully, it's healthy and respectful. Exactly. But like, you know, when it starts getting the sex stuff, I'm just like, God, you guys are obsessed. <sighs> this with... is a great segue. Ooh. Um, <laughs> let's speak about you and relationships. Oh God. We have. I've asked about your career. Well, everyone knows you're an engineer now. Um, who engineering them sheets? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How has your journey been in the love life, oh. dating scene? Um, you don't have to mention what's going on now. <laughs> <laughs> the feds is watching. <laughs> don't drop any names. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's just speak about, um, you know. So, I mean, the journey has been uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I don't speak for everybody, but I think being othered in that kind of way where the societal sort of view and pressure of it is so, like, crushing Mm -hmm. that you don't even... What do you even do? What does that look like? Like, I remember, you know, I went to a boys' school and it was a rugby school. I know. But you know, rugby men are hot as hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hot as shit. And that was sort of my um Actually not my type, but I mean I get it. I get no. it. No. I mean not now not my type. <laughs> but being in that environment, that those were the hunks, mm. you know? So that was my attraction sort of blueprint. Mm. And, you know, I was into the I mean, they were terrible to me, most of them. And and it created like a weird dynamic inside of myself mm. of like you know this unrequited but also like low-key I don't know I don't know it's just like so weird it's like in my head but like this sort of like weird attraction to the rejection mm. and that was me for a long time I couldn't even see the like good guys that wanted me because I kind of this is everybody's story, though. My this God. is what I mean. <laughs> this, this is another part where everyone's like, mm. okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Because it was. It was built up in that. And I was into the rugby physique for like a while, mm. annoyingly so, because I'm just like, God, they're so uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say all rugby people are uninteresting, but like, as colorful as I was, you know, having the interests that I have. It took me so long to just having like, polka dot shoes. Hello, I mean, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, getting to that point of like being into fashion, being obsessed with pop culture, loving art, theater, having all these interests, and still being into the most basic kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it took so long to just be to to get to like a self acceptance part to then let love in. Mm. 
And yeah, so I mean, that was me for the longest time. And obviously, I'm not obviously, I'm a child of divorce. So obviously. Also, <laughs> I know. That I mean, obviously, same. I know. I'm going to be like, boohoo, sad story. Black American dad story. Um, yeah. No, your dad is American. Wait, what happened? No. Oh, I was like, what? Sorry, it's a it's a Drake lyric where he kind of oh, okay. says he's speaking about that sort of feeling, and he was just like, oh, boohoo to me, because most dads leave. Mm. That was kind oh, of like no, that's a sad. I know, but you know, <laughs> okay, stats are stats. <laughs> stats are stats. <laughs> so yeah, there was that in play as well, and. Even in varsity, I remember like guys being into me. Um, this one guy wrote me a note, and I was like, ah, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> I think being so unable to receive and unreceptive to love mm. stuck with me for so long that like I was so convinced that I was so okay being alone, which in a way I kind of was. I feel like that's a that's a like trauma response though. Absolutely. I feel like even in the being okayness, because I had that as well. Where I was like, oh no, for sure. I, <laughs> but uh, not really, especially once you find it, and it's like I protected myself. I built a barrier mm-hmm. to say I was okay with something because it was happening with or without my okayness. Exactly, and it was hundred percent. And listen, I ran, I ran from any sort of like anyone kind of being like, oh, I like you, Lizzie. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Because I'm just like, what does that look like? What am I doing? Mm. You know? And I was just like, I just didn't know. But fortunately, you know, I got to a place where then I understood myself. Mm. I got to sort of my spiritual self as well. And understanding that. And understanding that ultimately we're here for the experience of life. We get to decide what that looks like. Mm. Obviously, you know, there's shortfalls here and there. But you kind of, you kind of decide that okay, this is this is what I'm going to do. Mm. And like you're saying, the trauma response, understanding that it's a trauma yeah. response. Because a decade ago, I'm just like, well, I'm totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a women in the pandemic. <laughs> oh, I sang that song on my chest. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> you even moved your hands. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, and, and which is and, not to say being single is not an okay state of no. being, but the thing of rejecting and being like, ah, yes. forever, I'll be like this and it's fine. Yes. that's the part where it's like, Ooh. exactly. And I stood by that, yeah, in that way for so long. You stood beside it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so to get to the love stuff, look, I've never had a long term relationship. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I- no shock. No, I've had one, so no, no, no shock. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that for us. <laughs> Cheers. Yes. <laughs> mm. This drink is good, though. It's good, right? Um, Not yes. you hating tequila. I'm just, I'm going to read I just, it. on its own, I feel like it's a drink that's more for cars. What? Than for people. <laughs> like, why are we drinking petrol? It is so... Petrolific. And it just it doesn't feel why must we shake and like uh, uh, for like five minutes then after you're not having the good stuff. I've I've tried it all. Don't be those people. <laughs> Don't be those people. I've tried a lot of different tequilas. <sighs> okay. Whatever. But it's fine I'm here. It's good with sugar cool. and lemon juice. Or sure. whatever this thing is. <laughs> Lime. Lime. <laughs> <laughs> um You've never been in a long term relationship. I've never been in a long term relationship. Had flings here and there mm-hmm. and kind of gotten an idea of the kind of person or individual or whatever it is the kind of energy Mm. that the person brings 
especially being, you know, queer and non-binary and all of this sort of stuff, you kind of step away to, from, away from the physical stuff and this, this, that. And you kind of really look at who's in front of you mm. and you're just like, these are the things. And obviously being raised the way that I have and having such an incredible sort of mother, the foundations that I have are kind of, that's what I think about now. Mm. It's like... What does this person care about and what's important to them and are they just shitty to even like wait stuff sometimes mm-hmm. i'm just like oh that was fucking rude and those things those are the things i look for now like yeah. like we were talking about earlier we we're just like yeah anybody can be hot i mean <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's, it's harder here in south africa but anyone can be hot. <laughs> read uh, us <laughs> Um, I'm just I'm back from a vacay in France uh, so uh, my taste is different Um, but yeah it's about what the substance is when you get older what's going on underneath the hood and then I'll be you know more likely to have sex with you Mm. Um, spend time with you introduce you to my friends because you know ultimately you want an extension of you and to be like cool no alright do you know and that's kind of where I am right now, actually, just to go back to the relationship, love stuff. Is, um, you found that? Or were you? No. Okay. That was super misleading. <laughs> <laughs> just to go back. He's here. He's outside. <laughs> like, they're outside. No, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm so open to that. And I remember even, I think it was a 2020 New Year. I mean, it sucks that we got locked down like <laughs> three months after making this declaration. But I remember just being like, praying about it and being like I'm I'm completely going to open myself up to mm. love and I'm not going to be so afraid because I'm terrified of human beings it's so volatile it is <laughs> yes. I love how you're just like Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is across no, the board. No, it is. It's. It's. I always say this, even like to anyone. I'm just like, and sanoiki, because you'll switch up and they'll be. Mm. You know, I know what I'm doing. You know, and I know how my, my intentions and my are, intentions. and I'm a good person. And where are they? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and <laughs> so I've always. Yeah. That's always been like a big fear, but now it's just like. I know, and to what you just said, I know what my intentions are. I know what I'm doing, and I need to be proud about that. Mm. And whatever happens, and it turns out, I knew what I was doing getting in. Mm. You're kind of whatever, you know, like, and even if it's healthy and good, and it probably ends or whatever, like that's also like another thing. So I think I I, I had to get to a place where I'm just like, you can't be afraid of this yeah. anymore, and you can't be afraid of being so vulnerable. This better be from the laughing. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> My tears are here for both. Okay, there are moments where it's laughter and other moments, but this is um, good. <laughs> yeah, and just and and that was sort of my prayer. And um, it's so funny. So I go to like psychic readings mm-hmm. and I see mediums. We did speak outside about how we're both chucker hands. None of what you're saying now is turning me. Oh my, oh my gosh, yeah, same, yeah. When did you go? Oh my god, what did I say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Astrology, the whole bit, it all kind of plays into each other. And I go see, you know, Okogo and you know, mm-hmm. traditionals, um, spiritual healers, because uh, I just think it's so important. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always just like, why does never love never show up? It's like career, and then it's just like, oh. You, this, this, that. And I was just like, so, 
<laughs> I think it's also the thing of being afraid. You're not afraid at work. You know who you are as an engineer. True. You know who you are as a person. True. But being vulnerable and energy, stepping out like that, yeah. the energy reads it. That they read, yeah. yeah. Fair. They, yeah, a lot of the readings are just like there's so many people around you mm. that are so attracted to you and all of the stuff. But ciao. Not not the Great Wall of China. (laughs) (laughs) Not an expedition. Not expedition. (laughs) Come on. And so that was kind of where I am of just like lowering the walls just to like Joburg wall heights. (laughs) Stop nonsense. Stop nonsense. That's all. Maybe one electric sit. Yeah, one. Not like you have to. You have to fight a little. (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah. So that's yeah. Okay, well, unfortunately, we have come oh, to the end. I hate this Is it part. the end? It is the end. How is that even possible? <laughs> it is the end. That's crazy. Um, but it's never me. the end. The conversation continues. Yeah. Um, people can follow you where and how? So, my personal Instagram and Twitter are at Ayabonga, but the O is a zero because it was taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I also run. Um, a gig guide, a Josie gig guide, tells you, you know, what's happening in the city from arts to music and all of that called Former Fridays, mm-hmm. JHB, and that's at Former Fridays, JHB on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. And a little birdie told me, it's your birthday today. It's happy birthday. Oh. I won't scare the people, but to you. How are you going to scare them with your singing? You have a great voice. I, I do, I know. Ugh, ah, I know. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank this you for has having been me. such a great conversation. Been, you saw the yeah. roller coaster of the highs, the lows, the yeah. well, not lows, but the, the tears of mm-hmm. different kinds. Um, I You're thank you for making time person. and holding. I am. Fuck. Ugh. I know. I love it. Uh, Whenever I listen to that, <laughs> and I hear you take a beat. First of all, I have to say, I'm such a huge fan of this podcast. Thank I you. think it's going to be so amazing. It's so important. Like the last few episodes, I'm just like, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. Anyway, I'm a fan. Same. Thank you for having Likewise, me. Likewise. Thank you for making time in such short notice on your birthday. <laughs> um, please, guys, go follow Aya and uh, say happy birthday and send love and let us know what you think about this episode. And I will see you on the next and. It's coming to an end this season, but uh, not last episode of Converse and Cocktails. Good night. Cheers. Converse and Cocktails, produced in partnership with the Sukhothabi and WMG Rep. Drinks never end at the bar. So join me over at the socials with your cocktail where we get to continue the conversations. Simply follow me at the Sukhothabi. See you there. Recorded at Solid Gold Podcasts. Solid gold. To be understood, you must first be heard. I look forward to our next convos and cocktails, and don't forget, mo money, mo hito, or whatever Biggie said. <laughs>